Welcome to the program Dying to be Famous, a series about self-transformation and personal evolution despite and also using extreme life challenges and circumstances. I'm your host for the program, Robert Coleman. Episode 6, Imagination. Welcome to Episode 6. Imagination is one of the most powerful components of the mind in the world. Imagination can make you healthier, sick, richer, poor, happier, sad. Segment 1, Just Your Imagination, considers whether imagination might be real or not. Segment 2, An Energy Ball, shows you how to make an imaginary illusion that others can feel. Segment 3, Imagination and Life Challenges, considers how imagination plays into contributing to both positive and negative experiences and results. So let's begin imagining together. Rust Red Moon by Robert Coleman As a child, I was transfixed by a rust red moon, slinking down below the horizon. Memphis, you were so warm and muggy, a chorus of 10,000 insects buzzing and whirring and an air conditioner in the house turning on and off with a loud thunk. That moon, it frightened me a little. For a moment, it felt like all of the fairy tales were real. It was exciting, too. I thought I saw soft shapes in the shadows, whispering to one another, waving little hands and secret spells that changed the houses in the neighborhood into gingerbread and sweet molasses. This poem is a short tribute to the imagination of a child. Of course, children live in a land full of imagination. Then they shift gears and become increasingly more engaged with the real world and less involved in their fantasies. Part of this natural progression is how children learn that something is just imagination. While other things are real, We want our children to eventually abandon their imaginary friends and fears about monsters living under the bed. Most of us leave our magical worlds behind and embrace life as it is with its wars, climate change, work, mortgages, and family obligations. There isn't much room left for a world of fantasy and magic unless you work in television or in Hollywood, or produce video games. As a culture, we readily accept that imagination is functionally useful in work and marketing, and can even be psychologically important. When I studied hypnosis years ago, I realized that hypnosis is essentially a cooperative manipulation of the client's ability to imagine concepts in a manner that could lead to life changes, such as quitting smoking, losing weight, and so forth. And of course, superhero movies and other pure doses of fantasy create billions of dollars in revenues per year for the conglomerates that crank these movies out like chocolate bars. Still, everybody knows that there's a clear line between something that has been imagined and something that is real. 
If you imagine a coffee table in your mind, it will not hold up your cup of coffee unless you are also drinking an imaginary cup of coffee. When I've tried this experiment myself, I have either ended up with a cup of coffee on the floor or I have only been stimulated in my imagination by imaginary caffeine. Less than satisfying, I'm here to report to you. However, I would like to redefine the barrier between imagination and what is real in a different way. I suggest that imagination sits in the middle between hardcore physical reality and the abstract worlds of spirit. It's not that imagination is completely unreal. It is that it is less physically tangible than material objects. In the next segment of this episode, I will show you an exercise that may startle you into recognizing that imagination has a certain amount of physical reality on its own. Why does this matter? Because you take apart diseases, traumas, challenges, and barriers. If you can do that, you create great changes when you acknowledge and work with the aspects of these problems that involve imagination. An energy ball. Here's something you can do right now that demonstrates how powerful your imagination is and how thoughts and spiritual energies work in the world. Not everybody can easily experience this, but many people can. To do this, you need nothing except somebody else who is open-minded to work with. Here are the steps. Step 1. Hold your hands as though you are holding a large ball, perhaps 8 or 10 inches in diameter. Step 2. Imagine that you are holding a powerful ball of energy between your hands, so brilliant that it's like a small sun. See this in your mind, intend it to stay there. This is the most important part. Really put it there with your will, with your imagination, and with your intention. Now, keeping the ball there and taking one of your hands, feel around it. Does it press against your hand? Is it warm or tingly feeling? Do you feel pressure or other sensations? I've shown this exercise to many different people. Many people are surprised to find that they'll feel pressure or they'll feel a tingling sensation or even heat. It's like you have made an illusion that is real enough to you that you can experience it at least in a quasi-physical manner with your body. Okay, step four, continue intending for the ball to persist. Now put it down on a table or other surface near you. Really keep it there in your mind. Coming in from above or from the side with a hand from the outside, do you still feel it? How big is it? How solid? Now, continuing to keep it there, go ahead and explore around it. You may also notice that if you go in it, like say into the middle of it, you don't feel very much. It's like the barriers of it often have more 
intensity and are easier to experience. Step five, now have someone else come in and explore the ball that you've made. Can they feel it? What's it like to them? It's really interesting. People will feel around and they'll go right there. And you know that they've got it. You can you can tell and they can tell. Of course, not everyone can feel this for many different reasons. But I've been surprised how many people can. Okay, now go ahead and get rid of your ball. You rub your hands together. Stop making it in your mind. It's just gone. Imagination and Life Challenges If you had success with the previous exercise, you might get the idea that imagination is more real than people think it is. Bingo! Now, what parts of your challenging circumstances are imaginary? Problems, the idea that something is bad, good, left, right, up, down. You understand what I'm saying. We all imagine things all around us and convince ourselves and others that they're real. Take money, for example. You pull out a $10 bill and you think you have $10 there. It is actually a piece of paper with pretty pictures on it. That quality of $10 is actually imaginary. And that's why money supplies come and go, markets panic or boom, all of that. So if I may ask again, what aspects of your problems are like that $10 bill, overlaid, superimposed, only real because you and others say they're real? Find those things and change your mind about them. See what happens. The other side is also powerful. You can imagine something positive and new with enough force that some parts or all of it may actually show up. Good job if it happens. A positive attitude with persistence and drive is vastly more powerful than a hangdog, poor me perspective. Imagine yourself healthy, capable, loved, making progress. Some of these ideas may bear actual fruit. However, there is one fly in the positive thinking ointment. If you've already firmly decided that something isn't with powerful imagination, you'll get unpredictable results if you suddenly decide that that thing is. In other words, when you contradict your own imagination and your own decisions, you get confusions as a result. Extra credit for understanding that the decision that something isn't, could be long ago and forgotten and yet still have power. So you want to create something today. You want it to be there, but at some point in the past, you didn't want it to be there. And those two things, if you haven't undone that decision in the past, those things could easily bump into one another and you'll just get a mess instead of your desired result. As the saying goes, be careful what you wish for, you might get it. 
Thank you for listening to this production of Dying to be Famous. If you want to reach me, you can use the email dtbfrobert at gmail.com. That's dtbf, dying to be famous, Robert, with no spaces. By the way, my nephews in their 20s have kindly told me that DTBF could easily be misunderstood as modern slang for wanting to hook up with somebody. Get your heads out of the gutter, millennials. You in the back there, stop snickering. If you like this program, it would be terrific if you passed it on to others. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Until then, be well.